What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Productivity Lovers Podcast, the podcast about how to become more productive in your work and home environment. The Productivity Lovers Podcast is brought to you by Chris Scrott, a certified professional organizer and deadly, a digital productivity coach. Buckle up and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. Just hands for sure. I saw that on the Oscars the other night and some and recently I've been seeing it more when there is a sign language interpreter. There's a lot of this mm. going on and I love it. I love it because it just looks so happy and and just so very inclusive. I like that. And I just love everybody's always smiling and just like shaking the hands. And I just I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I like that, too. Yeah, a lot. Of, I think that was a lot about that movie. Is that a movie or is it a show? Coda? Yes, Coda. Definitely. I've not seen it, but now on my list of all the thousand things I would like to do in yeah. my spare time. <laughs> yeah. So I watched parts of it when they were talking okay. about the one gentleman that won. I wasn't really totally aware of what was happening, but okay. he had an interpreter. So, okay. Got it. Got it. it Jazz hands think, for the Oscars. It made me think of our colleague, Lisa Montanero, hmm. who does a lot of signing and always has. She, she is an organizer, coach, productivity coach, former attorney and enthusiastic sign language person. She promotes it a lot and talks a lot about it, reads books. You know, she, she's just amazing. So I, I always think about her when I see when I see someone signing. So shout out to Lisa. Yeah. How are yeah. you doing? I'm doing good. I'm happy. I'm good. Oh, good. Your hair looks great. Oh, well, thank you. It helps to have a live-in hairstylist. <laughs> Yay to mom. <laughs> Yay to mom. Yay to mom. So she did a little snippety snip, a tiny little tiny snip because I would like it to grow back just a smidge. So little snip and then really sleek. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> I wish mom lived with me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I could just like rent her out, rent her for an hour or two, you know? So yes, mm-hmm. she's good. AKA salon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a little bit of a makeshift salon in my basement. There you go. Because listen, I've been living with her all my life or around her, or with her, near her in some way and getting the hair done. I mean, I had colors, I had crimps, I had little pieces sewn in, I had little pieces glued in. That was before I I was really afraid of actually coloring my hair Mm. when I was younger because I thought it would fall off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So she would take like this, some hair glue gun thing and she would glue little colored pieces in for me. And then once I think we did like a little patch back here, that was a different color. I have since gotten more adventurous and less afraid of the color, but I've been experimented on. I've had curls. I've had straight hair. I've had in between straight and in between curly. You name it. I had it. I even had my hair braided once. That was a whole nother situation. So, yeah. (laughs) One thing I do know about you, your hair always looks amazing. So yay to mom and yay to you. Yay to mom. And I don't know. My hair has been so much a part of my persona Mm. and me 
which is interesting we're talking about here, given all of the little uh, kerfuffle that happened recently at some award show somewhere in California. Hair has just been a big, big part of my life, even more so than makeup and skincare. Although skincare is making a very strong comeback. So, you know, as as we get up in numbers, as the numbers increase each year, we look at the skincare. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. We're gonna, we're about to start a kitchen remodel. So it's exciting and crazy and creepy and um, all of the above, all of the above. So we'll see what happens. Fun times ahead. I hope I'm managing lots of people interested in buying used cabinets. There's really, there's so much demand for it. Is that a Craigslist thing or a Facebook marketplace or Facebook marketplace? Yeah. Okay. I have nearly 40 people interested. So I I didn't charge enough money. I should ask. (laughs) We gave ours away. Mm. We gave ours away. Uh, We knew someone and we said, if you can come get them, they're yours. Yeah. Oh, I think that I'm going to, yeah. we're not really, it's not really asking that much money for it. I think yeah. it was really purely for the environmental purpose of it just not going into the landfill. Yeah. That felt really bad for me. So, Especially when they're still good and usable and somebody could use them. Yeah. Next episode, I'll update you on where they found a new home. So oh, I'd love um, to hear that. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Oh, what are what are we talking about today? About what productivity topic are we talking about today? So I just I just love this, and this is this is something you named, right? So I love the name of this hot potato productivity. Hot potato productivity, and you know, before we started recording, I told you I was really interested in hearing not only more about this hot potato business. What about you and your brain and how you feel in the hot potato situation? So how about you explain to everybody listening, what exactly is hot potato productivity? So <laughs> and I, why did you name it hot potato? I know. I, I, spend the, I spend the weekend with uh, three organizers that I have one of my accountability mastermind with, one of which is Amanda Wiz. And hey, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. We were going for a walk and she, oh, so you were the reason she had all those steps that day? <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of yeah, she had a lot of steps this weekend that I have purpose okay. that. But like she wanted to go for a walk and like we're, you know, we meet together in Philadelphia to do work. And okay. so she's like, You want to go for a walk? How much time do you need? And I was like, I can go okay. now. <laughs> okay. And then we, you know, I dropped what I was doing and we went for a walk. And while I was walking I was I don't know if I said it or if she said it but it was I was like hot potato productivity right I can if I need a snack or if I need a break or if I need to go outside or if I need to just step away I can stop what I'm doing in the middle of it and then I can just go do my thing like my brain doesn't have this need that I have to finish the thing I'm working on and so this weekend, I've been thinking like, like, is my hot potato productivity really good, right? Should I be more <laughs> like other people? Should I, should I say like, I need five minutes to finish this thing before I go? Like, am I really that good at picking up the things that I've dropped quickly? Because the research shows that it takes you 20 minutes to adjust back in. Yes. So I don't know that I have enough uh, context yet, but I do feel like I stop whenever I have to or want to, and then I come back to it and finish the thing that I do. So I, 
I think my hot potato theory is that I, I can stop at any time and then go back. (laughs) I don't know. I was curious, like, Mm. like, are you one of those people that just stop and go, or do you always need to like set timer and like give the Mm. five minutes or finish the thing that you're working on before you can, you know, take a break? I am absolutely not a hot potato person. No. Okay. I need, I need some prep time. I'm probably the person that could do with a few warnings. Okay, Deb, 10 minutes. Okay, Deb, five minutes. All right, Deb, like, you know, one more minute and you really got to just drop it. I need some time. My brain rages Mm -hmm. when I have to switch gears, except, except when I am really doing something that I perceive to be of importance and helpfulness to someone else. So if I am in the middle of something and you call in tears, upset, bothered, needing something from me of value, I will drop it, hot potato it till the cows come home. But anything outside of that, don't talk to me. Mm. Don't interrupt me, please. So I'm curious that like, then like if I gave you a 10 minute warning, do you, does your brain adjust to where you're going to take that break or do you take the yes. entire 10 minutes? My brain says, okay, you only have 10 minutes. Be realistic. What can you finish right now? Is it the sentence? Is it inserting or one more data entry point? One more social media post? What are you doing that's so important? That where, where can you draw the line? And can you please leave yourself a note so you remember where you were when you come back? <laughs> so yeah, where, do you, where do you draw the line was the question for me. Like, right, why is right now not as good as 10 minutes from now? <laughs> because <laughs> like, I'm in it. Okay. Because I am so in it. I am so focused. I'm in my flow and my brain is happy. And mm. you're telling me to make my brain unhappy. Mm-hmm. And that's harder because I'm in a state of just this is working. I'm mm. accomplishing. I am moving forward. And you would like me to hit pause. And I may not be ready for pause mm-hmm. unless I think it is of utmost importance. So I think that part is specific to each of us. What we each think is important. Is it, hey, where are my socks? I can't find my socks. So not important. Or, oh my goodness, my heart is breaking and I must talk to you right now. Mm -hmm. Uber important. Right. Right. So I think that part probably depends on everyone else. You know, each each of us has our own thing. But my brain is happy when it's in flow, when it's Mm -hmm. engaged and producing and I don't yeah, want to no, I, I get that. I know plenty. It feels like everybody around me, they're always like, I need five more minutes. I need three <laughs> more minutes. I need to finish this. I need like, and I'm yeah. like, okay, I will wait for you as long as you need because I'm <laughs> hot potatoing it here. So, so tell me about your brain and your heart and how you're feeling. So I call you and I, and you are deep in it, it, whatever it is. And I say, stop right now and come do this with me. It's, it's frivolous and nothing of importance. Just, but stop, please, because I want to spend time with you or talk to you. Your brain says, sure. I think my brain is really like flexible. You know, I think, (laughs) I think like in that moment, like if you, if I wanted to go and do something frivolous with you and just go for a walk or just hang out or have a conversation, yep. then I would just I'd go with it. And if I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to make me happy. I just feel like, no, no, thank you. I'm not interrupting okay. my flow, but I don't know. And you don't that. need the 10 minutes to get ready. You just, you can just 
get up, stop. Yeah, I like to believe that that's the truth. <laughs> I feel like after this weekend, I was just like, I feel like I need more awareness if my hot mm. potato productivity is really real or if I'm just making it up in my head. Like, do am I one of those people that also ask for five more minutes? Do I think five more minutes and don't really, does it come naturally to me, right? I was thinking yeah. like, and then I was just curious about other people. So I started mm-hmm. noticing when people are like, I need five more minutes. I need to like finish this thing. And I was like, oh, what is that yes. about? So about trying to tie it up before you get up, because we know internally when we come back to the desk or the workspace, we have to find our way. Mm. It's not always as crystal clear. Where did I leave off? Even when you leave yourself the note, start here. You still have to, you know, the direction you're going in when you leave the note, start here, but you still have to now get back into that state of flow. And it doesn't happen easily all the time. It might take a little bit of effort. It may take 10 minutes. It could take 20 minutes. It could take some time. So when you have that state, when you have it in your grasp and you're touching it, holding and you're loving it. And then you have to let it go and then go back to it and recreate it. It's a little, not always smooth. Mm -hmm. No, I I give you that. I think it's not always smooth. It's clunky, right? And at times, like, and at times it feels like I should have written better notes about where I stopped. (laughs) (laughs) So, So do you write yourself notes and when you hot potato it? And you come back, do you find that you're just picking right back up again and you're you're off to the races? I think so. Yeah. Huh. I, I think like unless I let myself get distracted by notifications, I am I feel like pretty good about going back to where I was and continuing. If you could find a way to bottle that up, put it in pill form, make it into a juice or a water drink of some kind, I would buy it from you. Yeah. <laughs> I would so would, buy it. And yeah. I would buy it for some of my clients. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, wow, transitioning is such a hard time. It's hard for children, too. As a former teacher, kids have a tricky time transitioning from the thing that they're focused on. And also adults, when it's time to switch gears, it's just this. No, your brain is just like saying, no, 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 no. Or maybe the deadline is saying, no, 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 which is fine, too. So I think those transitions can be can be hard. So. So, so do something, make that, I'll buy it. I wish I could. I just, <laughs> but then I'm not even certain that it really works. <laughs> so <laughs> you think I it's just be, specific I, to you. <laughs> I could be just living in an illusionary world that I think <laughs> that I'm good at this hot potato productivity and it's really not. So I just wonder how in the world, like do, you know, I think I would be cool to like have a poll where people said like, yes. you know, do you, can we create a poll? I think we can create a poll. Deb is going to create a poll in the short notes and you can (laughs) chime in. Like, are you a hot potato productivity person Mm -hmm. or do you need transition that like comes with like 10 minute warnings, five minute warnings? And like, what are your transitions like for you? Right. Maybe we'll also give us space for like some notes if you want to add some comment to it. And then in a few weeks, we'll kind of go back to it and see what people are saying. But yeah, that, that just felt interesting to me how you know, I've noticed like the people around me always ask for more time and that like, I don't necessarily need that. Very rare. I'm like, I need one minute to finish what I'm doing. Part of it too, I think is that I often ask the person I'm interrupting 
how much time do they need? Mm. And I, I do it out of respect for their time, for what they may be in the midst of. I don't presume that I'm always going to be the most important thing in their life at that moment, even though that would be lovely. And these are people so, that you're present with, right? Like yes, these are people that I'm, yes, these are people that I'm present with, but also whenever I make a phone call to someone out of the blue and you have been on the receiving end of many of those phone calls, I always say something like, is this a good time for you? Mm. Even when we have scheduled a call, I say something like, is this still a good time for you? Because when we planned it, it was a good, supposed to be a good time, but now the day has unfolded. Is it still that way? So I like to offer that sort of, do you need five more minutes? And it, could it be that it's because I sometimes need five or 10 or 50 or however minutes, maybe, but I attempt to show that respect for their time. That's my way of doing it. I'm not saying if you don't do that, you're not respectful. It's just specific to me. I like to find out if it's still a good time. Is this, is this all right with you right now? Or do you want to wait and we can pick it up later? And most people say, oh, no, 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 no. Let's, let's talk right now. And some people, not very many, but some people say, actually, if you give me five minutes, can I call you back? And I say, yes. So because I know some people will say yes to that, I still ask it because I, I want them to have that autonomy over their time and their project and where they are in that moment mm -hmm. so that they don't have to hot potato it. Mm -hmm. But I know how I'm not a good hot potato person. So that's partly probably the reason why. Well, that leads to a lot more questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, I love I love I do love that about you because you're a really polite person. Thank you. And you do ask that question whenever okay. you call. Yeah. And I guess my pet peeve is like, why do you pick up the phone if it's not a good time? <laughs> it's like, like phone calls are a courtesy. You don't have to answer if it's not a good time to talk. Like whenever yes. I pick up the phone, I have made the mental commitment that we're going to be on a phone call for a little yes. while. That is a good question. Why pick up the phone when you know you don't have time? A couple of reasons. You like the person calling you. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure it's not a supreme emergency. That's and true. So that sometimes true. you may even forego the hellos and say, can I call you back? I know someone yes, who does it all the time. do that. That is a pet peeve. <laughs> no, hello. Can I call you back? <laughs> because then I, I might have to say I'm bleeding from the head. No, you cannot call me back. And you have that option of saying, no, I'm in dire straits. Please drop everything at the moment. Yeah. So to your point, though, it makes sense. If you know you can't talk and you need five minutes, I mean, what's five minutes usually, right? So, so don't answer and then call that person back in five minutes. They're likely to be around. And if not, then you can text the heck out of them and, and they'll text you back and it'll be okay. Yeah. So I agree with that. But yeah, so I think those are probably the reasons I answer the phone. And when I know I really can't, like someone called on Sunday. Most people don't call me on a Sunday because they probably figure I'm hanging out with the family and I am. But mm -hmm. someone called me late on a Sunday. And I like this person a lot, but I was in the middle of something with the husband, right? I was doing something frivolous with the husband. No, not what you're thinking, people. <laughs> Not I was what you're thinking. Anything, but I'm glad for the disclaimer. <laughs> Just a disclaimer. <laughs> we were actually playing a game of Clue, if you must know. Okay. Playing a game of Clue. Someone called and I almost answered the phone. 
Mm. Because I like this person. I don't talk to this person very often. And I decided not to answer because I prioritized what I was doing Mm -hmm. with the husband. And I thought, I will call her later tomorrow. I will text. I will something. Because Mm -hmm. right now, this is more important. And I do not wish to interrupt it. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't. And I found a way to connect with her. And and all was right with the world. It all worked out. It all was fine. It was not an emergency. Everything was great. So good decision on my part. Yeah. Then. It's a good decision to not hot potato your clue game. (laughs) (laughs) Or time with with the partner. Mm -hmm. Right? In that moment, sometimes it is those moments that strengthens the bonds. And you do have to make those kinds of decisions. So, so, Yeah. yeah. So there. Yeah. Any other questions about, about this? No, I, I, the only question I really, I said more questions, but yeah. I really just meant that one question, right? It's like when yeah. you're not available, then you don't have to pick up the phone. That's just logical. That is my approach to it. Whenever somebody calls, if I am not in, in the, in the space to hot potato, what I'm doing, then I just continue on doing what I'm doing until an appropriate time. But I am not a huge fan of when people say like, I can't talk right now. And then I'm like, well, I could have left you a voicemail if you didn't pick up the phone. (laughs) Well, is it sort of like fear of missing out for the person Mm. who, who is hearing the phone ring and they see that name or that whatever it is. And they're like, I wonder what that is. It's sort of that desire to know and to Mm. be included. Maybe sometimes that pulls us into answering even when we shouldn't. I mean, I'm, I have to admit, I have been guilty of saying, Hey, hi, how are you? So nice that you called, but can I call you back? (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mean, I don't begrudge anyone. You know, it's just, it's just my internal peppy where I'm like, I could have left you a voicemail, but now I, it's also annoying when people don't pick up the phone, right? Because we know that they have it right there. So we're like, I'm always like, I know know you have your cell phone with you. Why aren't you answering? (laughs) Answer it right now answer it. I mean, that is the thing about technology, right? It is, it has made us so much more available to each other, Mm -hmm. but maybe too available. The expectation that you're going to reply and answer and get back to me almost immediately is probably unreasonable. Uh, But technology makes it so quick and so easy. And we have technology that tells us when someone has opened up our emails and looked at it. I know when someone has opened up a contract, I've sent them. I know how many times they do it. I know what time they do it. I know all of those things. I know when they sign it. I know if they haven't signed. I mean, I know all of those things. I know when someone has opened up an email. It's a little creepy. It is creepy. It's a little creepy. And yet it also sets up these expectations that we're going to be always on. And, And I'm not absolving myself. I'm saying it's creepy and I'm saying all of these things, but I still have these tools that I use. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a balance between some of this. And I think it's the world that we live in that sets up these these sort of parameters that we should be living by. But I think, you know, just like you and I are talking about it and having this sort of conversation about really how reasonable, how realistic and all of that. It's important to look at that and not be tied to, well, you should reply within two hours unless that is part of your business and your business says, you know, I've had people have their recordings when I call them, their voicemails say, you know, you'll get a phone call back in 24 hours. If I don't, you know, 
if you don't get me now, it's because I'm busy with other clients. I'll call you back in 24 hours. I personally don't say that. <laughs> but if that's part of your thing, then obviously stick to it. Uh, but I don't think we should be expecting the person on the receiving end of the voicemail or the email to reply within minutes. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Because they may not have a hot potato productivity plan on their mind. So what they may not. What strategy? I, I feel like we need to give people some strategies around this. Hmm. Well, first of all, I think just being honest and truthful, as you said, which is if you can't, you know, with yourself, if you can't really devote your time. So focus in on one thing at a time. You're doing the deep work. The phone call comes in. What's the priority? Maybe you don't even have the phone with you. Maybe when you're doing your deep work, that phone goes in a locked timed box in a different room somewhere mm -hmm. else so that you can do what you're doing, no matter who calls, if you're so tempted, but to really laser in on what the priority is. And if you really need, like me, the five minutes or the 10 minutes to get ready before you switch, say that, mm -hmm. say that, talk to people, let them know that I need to be able to close the loop on this part of my project, it will take me 15 minutes. Does that work for you? If not, that's fine. Let's schedule for another time. So honesty with yourself, but also honesty and transparency with the, the others that are involved in the process. That would, that's my, I like that. I like, and my takeaway is probably that I'm going to become more aware of how am I really dealing with transitions? Am I really going back to the thing and finishing it? Or am I living in like an imaginary world? You just said timed lock boxes. Is that even yes. a thing? That's a thing, people. So if you are someone who does make the attempt to put your phone in another room and you're still the same someone who gets up and goes and gets the phone anyway, there are boxes you can buy online. You take your phone, you put it in the box, you lock the box. It, it's a self-locking mechanism and you set, in, set a time to release and that box, unless you take a hammer to it, will mm. not open. So if you need that, Amazon is your friend. <laughs> you can find it, honestly. Yes. Yes, you can. I can so some people you. use it at dinner time. Oh, okay. Everybody puts the phone in, we put it away, and then we talk to each other. No matter how many, you know, how many times have we said, hey, whatever happened to so-and-so actor? And somebody pulls out their phone and they start mm -hmm. to Google. Well, now instead of doing that, you're just probably just going to be talking about it. You have right? to use Having, your brain. <laughs> engage your brain with other human brains versus a technological brain. <laughs> I like that. I can see okay. so many ways that a locked box would go wrong, but I can see so many ways where it can go well. Just like everything, pros and cons. And I think you, we all know we, our own limitations and shortcomings and strengths, right? So mm -hmm. I am the sort of person that if I turn off notifications or if I put my phone in another room, I'm not going to bother to get up and get it. But there may be days when... Maybe I'm just not as focused as usual and I might need a locked box. I don't have one, but mm. I'm willing to try it if somebody wants to send me one. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I am now willing to try a locked uh, box. <laughs> well, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. I don't know. Fear of emergencies come up for me. <laughs> there must be another phone in the house somewhere. No, there isn't. Okay. Well then 
Like currently at this moment, there is no other phone besides the one that I have. But, you know, when there are other people here, maybe. Well, that's what I meant. So, okay. So if there are other people there, maybe, maybe, maybe that's when you test it out. When Mm -hmm. there's some other person in the home present with a device that is charged and ready to go. Yeah, I got it. There you go. Okay. Well, I hope we, I hope that my hot potato productivity thought was helpful to some of you out there. And that made you yes. more aware of like, how are you transitioning between your tasks or when people are asking you to do things yep. or when you're just need a break and are dilly dollying or procrastinating, whichever <laughs> one you want to want to go with. So I think last time I shared one of my pet peeves. You did. You did. Uh, I think I thought it was funny. I don't know if you thought it was funny, but I was like, do you have a pet peeve? Like, do you, do we do the, do we make this a thing? Like, what is your pet peeve? We can make this a thing. Well, actually my pet peeve is tied into the, to today's topic. Oh, okay. Um, That's perfect. It is because, you know, I talk about being so focused and in my flow, my pet peeve is actually interruptions, probably unreasonably so. So I, I'm going to say that off the top. I could be a bit more flexible with this pet peeve, but in the moment when I am in that state of I am accomplishing, I really don't want anybody talking to me. Mm-hmm. Don't knock on the door. Don't whisper. Don't stick your head in to say hi. Don't tell me how important I am to you at that point, because I really am so into what I'm doing yeah. that it is like nails on a chalkboard. I just I really need to focus on what I'm doing. And the interruption just feels very, not even uncomfortable. It just feels intrusive. Intrusive, yes. It does. It feels intrusive and it feels like you're messing up my style. So messing up your style for sure. It is. So I also recognize that, you know, you're not in my head. So you don't really know what I'm doing when you call or stop in or any of those things. So it's not your fault. Right. So it's something I need to manage to some large degree. And so I've been practicing smiling when I get an interruption so that I can just take the edge off of the feelings I normally have of being interrupted. When I'm getting it done, I just, yeah, don't talk to me. So that's my pet peeve. Do you put a sign up that says, don't interrupt? I'm in the flow. I do not put a sign. I, I have done that. I have not done it recently. I am in the habit of telling people, hey, I'm going to be on this recording with Chris at this time. So if you choose to call and I do not answer or you get my do not disturb, whatever, that's Mm -hmm. why. Just now I was walking by the people in my house and I said, I'm going down to record. I may or may not see you. What Mm -hmm. I'm really saying is don't interrupt me. <laughs> don't yeah. ask me anything. Don't come downstairs. Don't mm-hmm. any of those things. Do they know that that's what it means? I think they know me well enough now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Well, these particular people do know. Some people who do not know, I go through a little bit more of the explanation of mm-hmm. of what what it means to me <laughs> and why I'm explaining what I'm doing. And that's what I love about you too. I think you're yeah. really clear in your communications most of the time, most which is time. helpful. Like, I think yeah. like when we're working with, you know, I has been a long time since I had a corporate job and before yeah. the pandemic, like we, you know, we're all working from home now. So the just the disruptions are different, but I think yes. it's important to communicate with people. I always ask Rob, like, what is your day like today? So he kind yeah. of his meeting schedule. And then I'm like, 
And then I make a mental note of it. So yes. no, not to disturb him when he's in meetings and things like and that. And so showing respect for yeah. the other person's time and their allotment of that time, what their schedule is like. I don't think we always get it right, but I think the attempt mm-hmm. makes yes. a difference. Right. Attempt is everything, right? It's like, yes. like, do we show up with good intent is probably like 90% of like good communication with others. Agreed. 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 So. There you have it. There you have it. Potato productivity. We love to hear what you're doing, what your thoughts are. If you had any awareness about it that you didn't have before, share it with us. Yes. And find us everywhere online at Productivity Lovers. Productivitylovers.com is our website. You can listen to our episodes there. And you can also find us on YouTube to see us as we talk about some of these interesting topics. So your fabulous hairs. So (laughs) see my fabulous hair. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Productivity Lovers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when we upload a new productivity podcast. For more tips and notes from the show, check us out at productivitylovers.com. Talk to you soon.